You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode number 72 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host Jesse Taylor and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Yes, the Eagles did it once again. They got our hopes up only to crush them, but this time it was just terrible effort all around. An Eagles tradition unlike any other. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> build us up to tear us unlike down. Any other. Build us up and just tear us down and ruin all of our days. So we have a lot to get into because it wasn't just one part that was bad. There were multiple things that were gross about this game. So take me through your thoughts on it first. I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. A lot of things across the board, a lot of bones to pick across the board, (laughs) not one thing that you can point to and say, this is the reason they lost. There were a lot of things that, you know, everyone has their opinion on how to how to weigh them, how to rank them. But I, I mean, you know, obviously it starts with Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, he he had a really bad game, probably his his worst game as a starting quarterback. Um, you know, three picks is is unacceptable. Obviously, you know, the, there's one in there that, you know, we haven't seen a replay yet still, but. <laughs> Um, you know, there was, there was a pretty big hold on Quez Watkins that sort of lit that literally spun him off the top of his route. So the DB was able to finish his route for him essentially. And, and, you know, that one's not on, on Jalen hurts. The other two were aggressively on (laughs) completely on him. Um, so, you know, obviously that was, that was terrible. He was bad. Um, the game plan, you know, Nick Sirianni had a formula, they had established an identity and then just said, no, thank you. We'd rather not. So, you know, that again, just uh, the, the confidence that I have in Nick Sirianni to make decisions here and there is, is, you know, where, where I get concerned, for example, ignoring Devonte Smith on the final drive. Um, you know, was it hurts missing yeah. him? It, possibly. 
But you also can't ignore the fact that I I don't trust Nick Sirianni, you know, not having his fingerprints on that in some capacity. There are a couple, you know, different reasons for that. You know, for example, Kenny Gainwell didn't see the field the entirety of the game. And then on the final drive in the fourth quarter, he gets the first two targets going down the field. Like, what sense does that make? Yeah. Logically, I, I I don't agree with the way that Nick Sirianni thinks sometimes. Well, so, and it has it makes you wonder too, just for like down the line, right. is his like obviously the Eagles they're gonna have, especially in division, they're gonna have games that come down to the end of the game. And it really just makes you wonder, like, do we have to panic that Nick Sirianni's gonna kind of be hectic and not know what to do? Because in that moment, it's not like he just missed Devontae Smith on one play. He completely yeah. checked him for a second as soon as they got off the line and then never went back to him. So that's one thing. You got you have people up in the booth. Why was nobody down telling Nick Sirianni and Nick Sirianni relaying it to Jalen Hurts? Like, check this man as long as you can. Don't yeah. just peek and go. You know what I mean? Exactly. It, you're, you're dead on. And it, it goes back to there's two other points in the season that we've talked about. And, and both times we've had the conversation about in that moment, did it really matter? No, but in a in a situation where the the game is on the line and it's an A or B situation, do, can we rely on Nick Sirianni to make the correct decision? And it was the the third and fifteen that w- would have been a fourth and six, and they accepted the penalty instead of declining the penalty yeah. and, and gave the Raiders a shot down the field. Um, and then the other one was was challenging the spot on that fourth down that Jalen Hurts very clearly didn't get, and everyone wanted to be like, oh, he was just running the clock down, and you know he, he was going to take the timeout anyway. Just take the timeout and look like less of an idiot, but I don't think that's what it is. I think it's genuinely like he, he is a little bit hectic. He panics mm-hmm. a little bit, and I just – regardless of how bad Jalen Hurts was on Sunday, um, you know, regardless of some of the other things, Nick Sirianni still had his fingerprints on a lot of these things. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just don't trust him in crunch time situations at this point. Now, is that something that he could improve on? Yes. But, you know, it, it's, it's now happened. The same issue has happened several times. And um, you know, with Jalen Hurts, I don't see him consistently making the same issue, the same mistakes over and over and over again. You see him correct them. And I think there are times when sometimes he does make the same mistake again, but it's not this like repetitive issue, like with Carson Wentz taking these big sacks, not throwing the ball away, you know, do, trying My- to take zero ball. It's not the same thing. Like, over and over and over and over and over again, it, you see improvement. Nick Sirianni, I keep seeing these same things, and that concerns me. I agree with you on that in the fact that Nick Sirianni, too, he's a head coach, and, yes, he's a young and new head coach. Mm-hmm. So he's got kind of his training wheels on, but you're yep. right. It's the same thing where Jalen Hurts, we're at least seeing him improve in one area and then make a mistake in other places, and that's what you expect to see when you have somebody young. Right. But Nick Sirianni's just doing the same mistakes, and you're just like, He'll fix them, but then he'll go right back into the bad habit. And it's just frustrating in that fact. But Jalen Hurts, the one thing that he consistently has had wrong here and there throughout the whole season is his arm. And that's one thing we'll get into later that makes me worried about him. Sure. Go ahead and finish your other points. Sorry about that. Oh, no, you're all about. We have to work through this together. This is is what it is. Um, Let's see. What other bones to pick do we have? Um, I still have bones to pick with Gannon and the defense as well. Um, I, I, we actually, Aton and I talked about this on the post game show. And I think, I think this was the clip that 
was posted about the post game show and without listening to the whole episode, it doesn't quite make sense. But Aton <laughs> posted the posed the question to me. He said, "Is did the defense have a good day and hold them to 13 points, or are the Giants just a 10 to 17 point offense and the Eagles just kind of got through the game?" And my my opinion is the Giants are a 10 to 17 point offense and the Eagles defense did enough, but they're still not getting pressure on Daniel Jones. No, he's a turnover machine. He didn't turn the ball over. He looked, Daniel Jones looked like a good quarterback out there on Sunday. He did. And that, I had that written down in my notes too. Like the defense by me, like not in this game, not number one, anything. Yeah. Like not at my blame target at all, but it is an interesting point in the fact that, yeah, like they did only give up 13 points, but you gave up 13 points against an offense that should not have done anything. And I had it written in my notes while I was watching the game, so obviously I didn't know the outcome. And I still had written down that they let up a lot of big runs from Daniel Jones, which is embarrassing. At crucial and then, times. Yeah, at crucial times, exactly. Like it's kind of, it was still worrisome. It was enough to be worrisome, but not enough to anger us. <laughs> compared was, to the other things. It was the same things they've been doing throughout the last couple weeks. Yeah. In okay, okay enough. Just the last couple weeks, the offense has been sort of what pulls them out, what what saves them. You know, De- you know, I didn't think they played a great game in in Denver. I didn't think they played mm. a great game against the Saints. Obviously, as the Saints almost clawed their way back into the game. The offense is what kept them, kept them going, and kept the fact that the defense didn't have to do as much. Now we, re- you know, the defense. I'm not saying they didn't do their jobs, but I'm not ready to be like, oh, that that's our defense. That was a defensive game, Jonathan Gannon. You locked in your job. Like I'm not. No, Jess. I want to know what's really telling about this. We'll get into this with our next episode, the preview more, but. Uh, when I was studying that, one thing that is so telling about this defense, so the Jets defense, that's who we play this upcoming week. They have 19 interceptions. Obviously, the Jets are like three and not, no, three and eight, right? Yeah, three yes. and eight. So the Jets defense has 19 interceptions so far in the year and 25 sacks, and they are absolutely a horrid team. And that's still their defensive stats. The Eagles have eight interceptions, mm-hmm. interceptions, 11 less than the Jets. And then they have 19 sacks, so six less sacks. And we haven't even had our bye yet. Yeah. So like, it, that's the thing. Like, I'm not ready to – so so that's part of it. Like, yeah. I, I, while I – yes, they held them to 13 points, that team should not have even scored 13 points. That's, I agree. That's, I that's agree. where that team is. and Especially I against the team that was as good as they were against the Saints and had everybody, even national media – talking about watch out for the Eagles. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was pitiful on all sides. Yeah. And, you know, I think the, the the thing that frustrates me the most, like I can make my peace with a with a poor Jalen Hurts performance. I can make my peace with a poor defensive performance. And, you know, I, I can make my peace with a lot of these things. The drops get me every time. Always, because that is why you have your job. That is your number one criteria on your job, especially as an NFL wide receiver. Your number one first criteria, round first, round number, first round pick, 
Number one criteria is catch the ball. You can learn how to route run. You can learn how to do everything. Catch the ball, Jess. You're, it's like it's quite literally your only job. Like you have one job literally. and it is to catch the ball. It is in the title of your job, actually. Receiver, catch it. Catch the ball. I, and, and, and here's the thing. Like Jalen Rager had two. Greg Ward had one. Dallas Goddard had one. Three of them, three are touchdowns. And this is why I'm able to sort of make my peace with the Jalen Hurts picks, because ultimately, were they the reason? Was Jalen Hurts possibly the reason they were in that? No, not possibly. Was Jalen Hurts the reason they were in that predicament in the first place? Yes. Was Jalen Hurts also the reason that they still had a chance to walk that off and win that game? Yeah. Absolutely he was. And when it mattered most, and, you know, we'll get into, you know, we're going to talk about the Jalen Hurts conversation, sort of where we each are with him at this point in, in terms of the future. But when you look at something that's been the concern, and that's the accuracy, the arm strength, especially as the game goes on and, you know, you're getting hit a lot and you're uh, getting tired, et cetera, with the game on the line, multiple balls in the perfect Spot. Perfect. Yeah. And I agree with that. And that's why I think at the end of the game, you saw him so upset because he knew he messed up. He's not dumb and he's not one to put blame on anybody, you know? So he knew he messed up. And I think that's why it hurt him so bad because he knew he had a chance for redemption. He did his job and he wanted to make up for his mistakes. And then it was his team that didn't allow him to make up for himself. And I think that's exactly, that's the most, that's why it's so frustrating. And that's why I, I, I think, you know, there's no one that gets a pass on this game at all. It was no. perfect from start to finish. Um, but you know, the fact that, you know, it, again, Jalen hurts was the reason they were in that, that unfortunate situation. And Jalen hurts was, you know, he led them right down the field and did exactly what he needed to do yeah. to get them to win that game. And you go back to last week, Jalen hurts was the reason they were up so big and Jalen hurts still at the end of the game needed one more drive to seal it because the defense let the, let the saints back in Jalen hurts went down and did exactly what you needed him to do and capped it off with a touchdown to help you win that game and make sure you put an exclamation point on that performance. So, you know, ultimately, you know, kind of leading into, you know, th this conversation, you know, if there's any other points we have to make here, but, you know, ultimately, you know, there's a lot of intangibles from Jalen Hurts that are still, that can't just be looked over based on one poor performance. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, we'll get in, we keep saying we'll get into the Jalen Hurts thing. We might have to take a break before we do that. But <laughs> um, just a few things I wanted to add yes. to your thoughts and takeaways, because I basically obviously have everything. But I just want to point it out because it's actually laughable and please, but it's like pain laughing is how bad Nate Herbig was. He had two giant holding penalties. One that pulled back that Boston Scott touchdown. Another that basically stopped their drive. I forget. It was a long run or a long throw from somebody. I think to somebody. had another long run. I think it was Okay. Jay. Yeah. And it got called back because of another uh -huh. Nate Herbig penalty, which basically ruined that drive. Yeah. So it was just. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. And that was just a laughable crying pain because Jason Kelsey thought it was so bad that he was just visibly upset on the sideline and he came in on one leg and played better than Nate Herbig. Yep. Do, do you want well, to Herbig at center? 
Nate Herbig's going to have to be the starting right guard on. on I was just going to say he did do a lot. He did do a lot better at right guard than center though. I will say that. I don't know if it was because you had Jason Kelsey kind of commanding in the middle, like get your stuff together right now. Cause you could tell he was pissed on the side, but, and then another thing I just wanted to add on to Sirianni that I have here that I don't agree with is one, where was my, I know Boston Scott is the giant killer. And unfortunately for him, he had that fumble at the end or else he did truly look like a giant killer once again. But, um, like, where was Miles Sanders in that second half? He was averaging 7.1 yards per carry, and then you just, he disappeared. Did he get hurt? Like, was his ankle I bothering don't know. him? No, I don't know. And the, but So I want to know where that was. Dallas Goddard, yes, he had a drop. But then he also was barely targeted. You didn't yeah. even know he was a thing. And then, obviously, the Devontae Smith. It's just, like, it's so frustrating because you have these key pieces. Like, Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith. Dallas Goddard. Those are our guys of the future. Those are the people we're building to, we're building around, essentially. They're going to be hopefully here for the long run. You know what I mean? Well, Dallas obviously just got his extension. Right. But so, like, it's just so frustrating because you're like, those are are your people that you want to use and build around. And now you're just basically making them extinct from the game. And especially the second half when it was that close at the end and you were coming back and they weren't even visible or you couldn't even tell that they were on the field. And when, that's where it pisses me off with Nick Sirianni's game plan. Cause I'm like, what? I mean, I gr- granted yeah. it might be Jalen Hurts's vision, like field vision, but it just makes me so mad. Cause I'm, how could you not have any play? Like if Jalen Hurts is struggling fe- or like vision wise, you make a play that just gets his top guys the ball. You make it simple. And it's not helping him at all. One, two, three. Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Literally. No one else should be involved, honestly. Quez Watkins, yeah, I, can, I can accept I can accept Quez Watkins because he's been playing well. So I can accept that. You got to switch it up a little bit. But, yeah, man, Jalen Rager was just – and I feel really bad for him because of the hate that he was getting because of those – like just on social media because you think as a human, like, that's got to suck because that would be hard mentally. But, man, oh, man, were those horrendous. Yes. But also, he had a chance for redemption. He did. I know. And that's the thing. It was uncontested. So the no first one was touching him. The first interception, I kind of, I was pissed, but I was like, eh. Like, it was over the shoulder. He should have had it. It bounced off his face. And then Bounce the thing I was, yeah. And the thing I was most mad about it is the fact that, like, okay, he didn't catch it over the shoulder, even though it was in his hands, on his face. But then the fact that he had it enough that it literally bounced off of him and the other team almost intercepted it again. That's what made me so mad about that first interception, or like, well, it's technically second interception, but, um, or no, the first drop, sorry. Um, and then the third drop, or I'm all messed up here. The second drop, I'm sorry. I'm like, get my interception and drop <laughs> counts wrong because there were so many. There were so but many, then, it's so hard to keep track. But then that fourth down final drop, was just so embarrassing because nobody was touching him. He even went into like a basket catch like he does on like the returns and stuff to try to catch Which it. Which he's bad still, at too. But I know. And it still went right through his arms. And, and a basket catch. I mean. In the end zone to win the game. Oh, there's no God. excuse. Here's the thing. Ugh. Here's the thing. Working ourselves up here, You throw that, first of all, you throw that ball to Devontae Smith if he has all 11 defenders draped on top of him. Jalen Rager did not have a single person touching him and managed to drop that ball. I'm going to say it. Justin Jefferson catches that ball with his eyes closed. And 
that's why my main thing, I was like, okay, I'm not going to harp on Rager. Like, I don't want to like add to his mental health that it's probably struggling with right now. I literally tweeted out, I hate you, Howie Roseman, because that is one thing. Once I like got past like the initial, he dropped it anger. I just thought about the scheme of it. And I was like, Justin Jefferson would never, would never. And he would just be such a key. And I was like, I hate Howie Roseman. Every time I look at Jalen Rager's face now, I'm just going to be like, I hate you, Howie. I hate you. Yep. Ugh. It's horrific. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about where we are with Jalen Hurts and what our, our thoughts are going forward. You are listening to The Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back into episode number 72 of Babes on Broad. So Jess, as you said, going into the break, we're going to kind of give our thoughts now on Jalen Hurts. It's tough because you have a lot of people after one game that were just right on the spot harping on him and we're over with him. But we're trying to look at the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. And I think you're a little more optimistic than I am. And mine's just more of like a what I have seen this whole season kind of thing and like what I think is going to happen. Obviously we don't know anything. It's all prediction, but I mean, what are your, who the hell knows what's going to go on literally with the Eagles organization anyway. So I mean, true that. So take us in, you're optimistic. So, or should I start? Because do we want to end on the optimistic part of it? Maybe we should. <laughs> Maybe we should. Okay. So I'm just going to oh, get into <laughs> So I, obviously I think he's a great, not great. He's a good quarterback and he's perfect for the placeholder of this team right now. Like he's definitely good enough to get the job done. And especially if we're in a rebuild and in a rebuild for the next couple of years, he's a perfect placeholder. I do not mind that, but I have said before, I do not think a rushing quarterback will ever win a Super Bowl. Mike Vick couldn't do it. And then Lamar Jackson, I don't think ever will do it. And if they can't do it, I don't see Jalen hurts doing it. And right now, just from what we've seen, I'm not confident and Jalen Hurts arm at all. And it's really worrisome to me. And that's where I'm basing all of this on is I don't know anymore if I think he's going to get that arm strength and get that field vision to where he needs to be. Because in my mind, if he's going to be our franchise quarterback, he would need to be at least 60-40 pass dominant. You know what I mean? And that's the only way I ever see like a good rushing quarterback winning a Super Bowl at 60-40. And it's kind of like, I guess, Russ Wilson, you could say, is like a 60-40 quarterback. So that's a good example right there. But so unless he can really greatly improve his arm strength and his downfield vision and all of that, 
which I do think he will fix his vision. But the thing that's most worrisome for me is the arm strength because that's where he gets picked off too. Is like he does. I it's just the arm like he's goes downfield and he has enough to get it there, but it doesn't have that pop on it. So it kind of just has that little lag, and that's where um, corners just run right in and swoop and take it. And that's so worrisome to me. So I just I don't have faith that he's going to build that arm strength, and I don't think he's going to be our quarterback of the future. But as a placeholder, I think he's definitely good enough for that for the next couple years. Yeah, and I I I think we are our our thoughts are essentially the same, just framed a little bit differently because okay. I think that. I think that the that anybody that thinks Jalen Hurts should be done on the Eagles and after this year, I think is an idiot. I think so what too. Are you, what are you going to see? And and I said this the other day, and people gave me such a hard time for this when I said this on the post game show. But like, he's twenty three years old in the first year of his job. Were you good at your job when you were twenty three in the first year? Probably not. Well, and just and another thing, just to go off on that really quick. So, what are you going to do? Give up all three of your first round picks to get a Russell Wilson or a good quarterback, and then still have a defense that bombs, right? And then have to spend years to build that up. Like, no, at least have your placeholder. Yeah, have your placeholder. Work on the worst part of your team, which besides this week has been your defense. Right. So, work on your defense, build that up. You have enough enough weapons on the offense right now to get by. And then you switch out your quarterback when you need to upgrade in that. You get a couple more receivers or playmakers that you want down the road when your defense is fixed. And that's how you do it. But you have, it starts with the defense. Right. I, I do, like, I, I think I, and I kind of alluded to this earlier. I think that the intangibles that you get from um, Jalen Hurts are just, you know, you they're they're intangibles for a reason. It's because you can't teach them. You can't make somebody have them that doesn't. And there's something that the Eagles haven't had in a while. And that's what I what what gives me the confidence in him to be a leader of an he is a great he is a great leader already. Right. Confidence and just his persona, he's a leader. Yes. And just the way that he has such a he doesn't get rattled. His memory is so short. It, we talked about it, exact, the last drive of the game. I mean, he he played horrific up to that point. But when it came down to it, he went in, couldn't care less what he did before, and went in to, to go win the game still. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's just something that, uh, you know, it's it's not guaranteed just because the guy has been the quarterback and the, quote, leader of the team as the quarterback is. But, you know, he he has all of those things, which obviously has – have not had in a while, right? So there's no question in my mind he should be the quarterback for the next two to three years. I agree. Um, too many issues with the rest of the team to spend any of the first round picks on a quarterback or trading for a quarterback. There's no one worth it in the draft. And really, there's no one worth a free agent signing. It would have to be a trade. You cannot use those first round picks on that. No, no. you can't. Do I trust how he's going to use the first round picks appropriately? No, but... <laughs> Still. It's worth a shot. At least you have right. a shot. Yeah, getting something. I realized Jalen had a brutal game, and he was the reason they were in. You know the issue. You know they were trying to come from behind. It also needs to be acknowledged that regardless of how bad he was throughout the whole game, he was still the reason that they were in the position to potentially win it. In the grand scheme of things, with his evaluation, you have to look at 
all sides of that. Like people are going to have bad games. People are going to lay eggs. Tom Brady laid an egg and threw multiple picks against the Washington football team three weeks ago. Like this guy is 23 years old. This game shouldn't make or break the Eagles decision-making on him. I, you know, I, I think you make an interesting point with the, with the running quarterback and, you know, he obviously has things he has to improve. Right. But, you know, I, I, maybe I'm just an, an eternal optimist trying to believe that <laughs> these idiots that come through Philadelphia are always going to improve on, on the, you know, holes in their game. But, you know, Jalen shows that drive. You know what I mean? I like, agree. You, I agree. You see that from Jalen Hurts. You see him want to be the best. You see him want to work. You see him want to do anything and everything extra to try to, put himself and the team in the best position to win. The the things that are being said about Jalen from other from veterans in the locker room, I just feel like some of those things cannot be overlooked. And I think it would be I, I just I, I just think not trying to help this kid grow and see some of his strengths through would be a mistake in the long run. And I think that a guy like that, given where the Eagles are in terms of rebuild in terms of trying to retool this offense they're get they're they're young they're inexperienced and they're trying to make this work together you don't you don't want to pull a Russell Wilson into that situation you don't want to you know anger some of these guys that have a good relationship with Jalen by drafting another quarterback who Let's be honest. You're not necessarily just going to find someone better in the first no. round of the draft. There's no one exciting, and especially not this year. Yeah, right. There's no one. There's no one worth that. You know, coming out right now. So I just feel like going quarterback any in any capacity this off season does more harm than good. Yeah, and I just think that you know he. he he's got to be given the time to to develop. What quarterback is comes out of college and is Perfect. Right away. Who was I mean, the closest one is Tom Brady, but even then he He was a wasn't, back. Yeah, I was gonna say he wasn't like right off the draft and amazing. Right. So right. I, you have a good yeah. point, but and I agree with everything you said. Like I love Jalen's persona. I love everything about him. He's a great leader and he does have intangible like you can't teach somebody to run like he does. Right. You can't teach him how to be a leader like he does. And I think like he's going to have success in this league. And I think that for right now, a hundred percent should be on the Eagles. And I think he's going to be a very good quarterback. I just, because how hard it is to build up the arm strength that he's going to need. I don't think that he's going to be able to do that because it, I don't think I've ever seen somebody build up their arm strength like that. You know what I mean? So that is just the thing that's holding me back. So I love everything about, Jalen that you were saying I just don't have faith he's going to be able to get the arm strength he needs to be to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback so I think he's going to have great success and I think he's going to be a very good quarterback in this league I just don't think he's going to be our guy to get us another Super Bowl win yeah and I and I think I think that's fair I yeah you know it's it's it we have the same points it's just you know he's either yeah or he's not and I we do and we 100% both agree he should be here for the rebuild hundred yeah. percent. I, I think that it would be, it would, it, I think it would be a huge mistake to switch that up. And I, agree. I, and I, I just think, I, and, and I said this when they, when they drafted him, 
I thought it, you know, it didn't make any sense at the time, right? No one understood. And I, and I said, like, I, I love Jalen Hurts and I love the talent that he brings to the table, but for a team that's not in a rebuild, for a team that, you know, had a, a guy they paid $120 million to, they're saying they're not going to rebuild. They're, you know, right there in the conversation. They just need to put some other pieces around, around, you know, the team to be able to get them, you know, and stay in playoff contention, stay in that championship conversation. It didn't make sense for yeah. a team that's rebuilding, starting over, going back to the drawing board, getting younger and retooling completely. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is a guy that would be great to, exactly. to, to be the, the, the kind of cornerstone of that situation. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, if, if that was their thought by drafting him, they need to see it through because if you're going to do it with anybody, I, I, you know, he's got a lot of the things that, that you, you want in a quarterback. So, you know, and, and again, a lot of it also comes down to, yeah, these are things that can be taught. Do I trust the people that are, are teaching and coaching? Not so much. So, <laughs> which is also a whole separate issue. Which is another reason why you wouldn't draft a guy. You right. wait it out, you draft your pieces, you build them up. Hopefully you get some guys by acquiring from trade you build up your defense, number one, and then you have your young offense learn together. And then a year or two down the line, when they're getting better, you pull out the pieces that are still the weak links and you improve there. You know what I mean? It's, I feel like it's just so simple right. and people are just overreacting for the most part with Jalen Hurts. And it is the Eagles organization's fault. Like they put all this pressure on Hurts from the very beginning because of the whole Carson situation. Exactly. So that's why he's been fighting since the beginning. I feel like if this was anybody else, they'd have faith in him. They wouldn't care. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, mm -hmm. it's because of this ridiculous situation that he was put in in the first place, which, again, just was completely unfair to him as a young quarterback. And it, he's dealt with it great. He has. Honestly. He's been, I mean, completely unfazed. Just comes in does his thing, does his press conference, doesn't give me the same Eagles PR BS that I've been getting for the last 25 years of my life, gives real answers, which I appreciate, and and moves on with his day. And then we go, we we, we work on next week. I don't know. So I, I guess, whatever. Uh, such a, It's just such a, it's made me mad since they drafted him, just like yeah. the whole situation, and it hasn't gotten any better. It's taken years off my life. I agree. Because, I mean, ultimately what it goes down to, too, and I hate to even bring up Carson, but what we're basically saying is the fact that Jalen Hurts, very good. Well, not very good yet. He has potential to be very good. Yes. And right now, all we need is a placeholder, and he's perfect for that spot. He's more than capable of being the placeholder. And it's just all this extra drama when, in reality, Carson was good enough to just be a placeholder if this is where we were going to be. You know, so it's just like all this unnecessary drama it takes the focus off of what really needs fixed with this team right now. And that's a complete overhaul of that defense. And we'll see, Jess. I just, I just, it's just like the Eagles put all this on them and it should just be so simple. It seems like obviously like they have to work with the business side, but like the steps they need to be taking should, they seem so simple and right in front of their face and they just make it all this drama for no reason. Yep. Go birds. <laughs> Philadelphia. Philly. Philly sports. That's it. 
Love Philly sports. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up for this episode. Thank you for listening to episode 72 of Babes on Broad. As always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Stay tuned for later this week when our episode uh, getting ready to face the New York Jets. It's going to be a good one, Jess. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah. our Hopefully not. It'll drop later this week. As always, make sure you're downloading, leaving thumbs up, written review, five-star rating, all that good stuff. And we will talk to you later this week.